what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Street Circle Drive here on The Mesh. We are so glad you came back. Um, Hopefully... It was because you went to one of our restaurants that we recommended. We want to see what's next. And that's right. And we do have another one coming up later today. But in the meantime, again, thank you for being here. I'm Mary Margaret. That's Moose. That's McNally. Hello. 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 We have a, a busy show today, but I do want to do the housekeeping and remind everybody to please go check out all of the other shows on The Mesh. You can find us at TheMesh.tv. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those good things. Um, and there we've got lots of good stuff to share. think you'll like it. But first, listen to our show. So, everybody doing okay? Yeah, doing good. good. Yeah? Drying yeah. out. Yes, recovering mm-hmm. now from, uh, we're, what, two days out from the, the final pass of Florence. Right. The Hurricane Florence that uh, thankfully was not a hurricane when it reached us. So tropical depression at that time. But, um, you know, our, our thoughts go out to everybody, of course, on the North Carolina coast, South Carolina coast, the upper side of it, and, uh, and up into Virginia that was affected by Florence. Absolutely. Not the first time, but we'll recover. But it'll be a it'll be a long road. To, Absolutely, to definitely hearing some horror stories out there. But um, like you said, not the first time they know what they're doing out there, and right. hopefully they'll start rebuilding really soon. So it's another beautiful day in Hickory. It is a really nice day in Hickory now. Um, the sun is out, which is a, a welcome sight, and we're we are kind of drying out from just the a larger amount of rain that we received. So we ended up on the lucky end. Moose did not lose power, which is highly unlikely for yeah, his. Very, very unlikely occurrence. <laughs> Usually when there's wind over 10 miles an hour, I don't have power for at least a day. Yeah. But he, you didn't lose power. No, pa- no, yeah. no power outages this time. Yeah. So the, uh, my neighbor's tree still hanging on half hey. of it still. So that was just the, the next, the next storm's going to knock it over. We're just sitting out there watching it. So it's just going to be a normal like rain shower. No, yeah, it'll, it'll, it's going to come. It's yeah. going to come down. Somebody needs to fix that. Should they were listening? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt ah. she knows what the internet is. Oh, uh, yeah. sorry about that. That's okay. All right. So uh, I have one more reminder. I want everybody to quickly go over to footcandlefilmfestival.com and go and be ready to attend uh, next week. It's next week. Next weekend. Yep. So exciting. Um, we're going to be out there. Hopefully you will too. Lots of films coming your way. Um, a whole weekend of events. Go check it out at footcandlefilmfestival.com. All right. Let's move on to our special guest today. McNally, you take it away. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we are very excited about today's guest. So over our 12-plus months of shows, we've had several folks come in and uh, talk about either other community initiatives or educational initiatives and um, K64 has come up several times. And so today we have the pleasure of having the person who is in charge of spearheading that initiative countywide, uh, Mr. Mark Story, who's the CEO for K64. Mark, thank you for joining hey, us. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Mark, like I said, it, K64 has come up, which is great because then people are hearing that term over and over again. So we've had that come up on our show several times. Uh, if you don't mind, just take a few minutes just to talk about what is K64 and how did it how did it originate and, and get to this point? That's a big story. It is. Uh, K64, of course, you know, that stands for kindergarten through age 64, which is retirement. We knocked around K80. I was about because, to say. You know, we may all have to work till then. But uh, K64, it took a lot of years of things coming together. Uh, the big thing that pushed us over the top was the county commissioners making it part of their strategic plan to address some of the issues that we had around the county related to education. K64 is a public-private partnership driven by our commissioners and also driven by local business and industry. It's making us unique in terms of education. It's a lot of different things, but, you know, it's, it's economic development through education. We uh, set out to identify the things that we do great in education, but we do in pockets because of lack of resources or connectivity. We also identify things that we may not be able to do at all because of a lack of resources that we can maybe push 
through K64 to get done. So it's, it's literally a partnership of three school systems, the community college and Orion University, our county commissioners and businesses. And that's what kind of makes us unique. Uh, there's a lot of folks trying to do similar things around the, the state and the country. But um, we're, the secret sauce to what we're doing is the partnerships, the, the number of people that collaborate with us in all kinds of different areas to get this done. The uh, formation of K64 is based on six guiding priorities. And, of course, I'm winging this today, so I'm going to make sure I get them all. But uh, these priorities came from things that we identified to be very important uh, originally, the things that we were trying to address but just didn't have all the resources and, and power to make happen. The first priority is the one-to-world technology. We felt like it was important to put students in front of devices so that they would be able to learn with technology, be familiar with technology, because that's the future. You know, of course, just like podcasts or whatever else it may be, it's a digital world. And it's hard to prepare students for a digital world if they've not worked in a digital world. Uh, Technology also removes the time and space of the classroom. I did a little uh, local Hickory TED Talk last year, I think, on this very subject. It allows us to um, allow students to learn in different environments. It allows students to have access to quality content and teachers that they may not have access to all over our area. You may have an unbelievable computer science program that only one school could take advantage of. Well, with technology in hand, students can now share those resources and and share access. So it's all about that uh, initially. We did find on the technology piece, rolling that out, that our first pilot uh, identified that we had about 20% of our population here in the county that didn't have any device at home prior to our rollout, which was surprising in the world we live in. So that should have a big impact. Um, Another key point is tech-savvy teachers. That's another priority. We wanted to make sure that the teachers were prepared to use these devices in a way that was most beneficial to the learning and the student. We did not want to see this, this initiative fail because teachers didn't understand how to use it as a tool. In most cases, when you see a one-to-world program, the reason it failed was lack of understanding of how to utilize it. So we've invested a lot of money in teacher training each year to make sure that is successful. Work-based learning was something else that's really proven to be a big success decider in our county. A lot of folks didn't know, but our K-12 world that I came from before on uh, work-based learning, we had one of the largest programs in the state of North Carolina. We have a lot of business connectivity. We had over 700 students alone just in Catawba County Schools in work-based learning, and we felt like we could really make that grow. I think we could probably double it. Businesses are very receptive to hosting those students, and it allows students to see what we have in the Hickory metro area in terms of jobs and opportunities. We've often heard about folks leaving here in search of opportunity only to find themselves back here 10 years realizing that what they were looking for was here all along. So we feel like the more we can connect those students to businesses, the more the students will know about those opportunities and the more the businesses will understand the value of the students that we have. So that's, that's a big push and another priority. Uh, employer engagement is also a big deal. We want to make sure that this is business-driven. We want to reach out to all the businesses possible and identify their needs and also identify their resources. You know, What can they do? Can they come in and do career days or host work-based learning? Or do you need a certain kind of worker with a certain kind of skill? Is there something we can do to build an academy to address the need you have or a partnership to, to grow those students in an educational pathway that could potentially give you future employment. When we talk to businesses, it's not about going out and begging them for support. It's about, we're here to create you an employable product. How do you want us to do that? What can we do? We need your input to inject that real-world training into the classrooms. And working with businesses for many years, one thing that we heard in all levels was character education. You know, as a CTE director in my previous job, I would hear businesses like... uh, Duke Energy or the hospital or wherever it may be, they would say, you know, if you can give us someone who's dependable, who's reliable, who can collaborate and work with others and can just show up and do what they're supposed to do, you know, we'll teach them rocket science. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So uh, that's a big deal. So we've, we've learned that that's going to be an important piece to making sure that we're successful. With the pace of the world today, you know, kids are not getting as much direct attention at home. They're not sitting around the supper table like they used to. So we're trying to figure out ways that we can inject that into the schools at an early age and move that from a character ed program into a work-ready program to, so they're, they're going from character skills to job skills to, to just soft skills that they'll need to be employable. And uh, finally, we have career adaptability. That's where the 64 comes in. We want to work with all of the educational entities and all of the businesses to build career pathways that have multiple on and off ramps. We don't want to no longer say that, you know, this is a vocational track or this is the college track. We want to say, okay, here's the track to be a mechanical engineer. And along the way, you can be a welder or you can be a maintenance tech or you can be a lot of different things. And you can get on and off this educational pathway at your choosing. But it's not a dead-end pathway. So we want to make sure that we have options available for anyone at any age that wants to go back and get reskilled and retooled to maybe change careers. If um, the economy changes and jobs shift and new needs arise, we want those people of older ages to be able to jump right back on that pathway and go on down to a new opportunity. That's awesome. I mean, like you said, that's a that's a mouthful, and and that's our show for today. No, I'm kidding. No. I, he kind of answered all my questions already. Had prepped. Absolutely. Well, with that said, like you you mentioned your background, um, or at least prior to this role, where you were the director of CTE Career Technical Education for Catawba County Schools. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before. Our unique situation here in Catawba County of having three school districts. So, with this K sixty four initiative. How has that moved across? Has the collaboration been good? Is everybody on board have a voice in, in, in taking ownership of this, even though there's, I'm going to say, quote unquote, this outside entity of K64? How has the collaboration and work with among all districts been? It's actually been great. And uh, to give you just a little bit more background about myself, I'm not necessarily an outside entity. I'm a sixth generation Catawba County person that worked most of my life outside of education. Uh, I worked in a business here in Hickory, uh, software development, point of sale, uh, very f- familiar with retail and industries, and I worked all over the country, um, literally in 29 different states the last year that I worked in that role. And uh, I'm here because I love Catawba County and, and what it has to offer in terms of raising a family. I also have three children of my own that are all in college right now. and Bless you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> An ulterior motive that I have here is to make sure that I get them off of my payroll someday. <laughs> so we, we need to make sure we have those opportunities. So being someone who's always been here, who's a product of the public education system of Catawba County, who's worked in inside and outside of education, um, one thing that that helped me do is to be an interpreter, to, to actually work with business and say, here's what we can do within the context of what we can do and to let educators know we have great educators, we have great programs, we're not here to fix you. We're here to help you expand those great things that are going on and and getting everyone to understand that we're we're a team. And it's been really easy. That's something that we've just always done well in Catawba County is just solve our own problems. And this is a national problem. There's an unemployment crisis with the retirement of the baby boomers and the fact that um, some of our educational tracks haven't led students to the careers that are in high demand. This is a problem that's, that's all over the state. I've, I've literally went to other states talking about K-64. I've went all over our state. I've had people come here. Uh, we felt like we needed to solve the problem ourselves. And, and I tell folks when I go around the country talking about this, K-64 is a framework, but those components and solutions and partnerships are unique to communities. And you can't take an exact replica of what we're doing and just set it somewhere and think it's going to work. You have to have commitment from everyone and the school systems and the colleges and the businesses and government and everything that's going on, a commitment from everyone to make this work and make it work for you. You know, we have a lot of different kinds of manufacturing industry going on here. We have a lot of health care. We have more technology than most people would think. But we can't take a model that may work in Research Triangle Park and set it on top of Catawba County 
and say this is how you do it because it's not we're we're unique and, and so is every other place around the country so it's a framework of collaboration and it's been really easy really to get people to understand that we're all in this together and that's the main thing we're not out to to dictate how anything's done or to take over anything we're we're here to say gosh this is great wouldn't it be good if we could do it everywhere and that's kind of what we're doing with K64 right how is the the business response. I, I know in, in working with different businesses, especially when it comes to educational initiatives, there's the, the two prong of time and resources, uh, both of which are, are fleeting in many cases. But we've talked about getting businesses in the schools, getting and vice versa, students into the businesses so they have an idea of what's going on, and not only students but parents. Time is something that very precious for most businesses, and there's just not enough of it and not enough resources to send people out there. How have, how have they responded, especially considering you know, this isn't that quick fix of this employment crisis where investing in education gets them that employee next week to fill that role. It really is having to have that commitment and that vision long term. What's that response been, and how are you reaching out and connecting with our local business and industry? Well, as I said before, I use a lot of the skills I picked up prior to education, which is in uh, sales and explaining things to folks and, and getting those employers to understand that we're creating you an employable product for the long haul. We can address some specific needs now with our adult career academies and things like that. So we have a whole inventory of things we can do. Ultimately, the largest population that we have in the county is our students. We have about 20,000 students from K through 14, really, right now in our county. And that's our target audience with a lot of our initiatives because we have them and we need to retain them and keep them from leaving so by retaining them we can fill those jobs shortly after they get out of high school or um, sometimes while they're in high school or while they're in college so we let them know that we're building a future workforce that could start tomorrow or it could start five years down the road but you know in business five years down the road it comes really quickly so we have to be prepared. And, and I've really had a lot of good support from businesses. I, I could literally have more placements for students to be than we could feel right now because businesses understand the crisis. There's a competitive market there for that employee, and they know the importance of making sure they have someone. So getting the businesses to engage hasn't been that hard because they understand that we're trying to get their input. We're working on some courses to allow the engagement to be easier. One thing we're working on through K64 is a new uh, introductory work-based learning course called WBL120, which is a college credit course that will be available to juniors and seniors in high school as well as college students. And it's a lot of online soft skills, a lot of online interviews, and we may interview some of you guys to put you on there, uh, videos of local business leaders and local businesses about what what matters what in the workplace, the soft skills that you need to bring to the table when you come for employment. And coupled with that, we're doing a minimum of 32 to 60 hours of work-based learning, which on the small end, that'll allow us to get a student into a business for four eight-hour days. And that gives that student that first exposure. It gives the business the ability not to have to commit all that time that it would take in a typical internship or an apprenticeship up front. And what we found is that once we can get them exposed to that student, then they're like, wow, this, these students are better than we thought, and we, we really do want to commit more to them. So it's really our, our intro, foot-in-the-door kind of course. And, and we use that some in my old job in a local option where we could give a quarter credit for something like that, but that's not the optimal way to do it. So on behalf of K64, I went and made a pitch to the state system to let us pilot that. So we'll be piloting that in the spring here on the college level, giving those students that opportunity. So that's really going to, I think, open the door for more businesses to at least give out our students a try. That's great. I know the framework for this initiative, I guess, started a couple of years ago and maybe even longer. Uh, we just mentioned you just had your one-year anniversary in this role. What are some of the uh, successes over the last year that, that uh, people might not be aware of or that you're most proud of through any of those initiatives that you mentioned earlier? Well, for most of that first year, a good portion of it, it's been mostly me. So it's been telling the story and getting the buy-in and getting things lined up. We did initially start out with the One to World technology. We got a great commitment from the commissioners and the businesses and were able to get enough funds to roll out 
our Chromebooks. We started with the seventh grade last year, and starting this school year, we're doing sixth and eighth, which will give us complete one-to-world middle schools in every middle school in our county. That's a big deal. I mean, that's a, a lot of folks don't understand the magnitude of that when you're talking about all the students, but the first year, that was about 2,000 Chromebooks, and this year, that's about 4,000 more Chromebooks. And you're looking at an investment of about a million and a half dollars just for those three grades. So that's something there was no way that we could have pulled off without the, the support of K-64. We spent a lot of time raising money and working with the commissioners to get those funds to make that happen. And it's been very successful. The, the teachers are pleased. The students are pleased. Uh, we've seen a lot of things that we didn't realize about as far as the vices in the homes before this internet access you know about 30 percent of our population they uh, don't have a residential broadband connectivity we did find that out of that very few of them didn't have any connectivity because they were using cell phone data plans and neighbors and businesses so it's only about two percent of our students that didn't have any connectivity because of that lack so we're working on that working on some grants right now to help address some of the broadband access um Anytime we find a need that, that meshes with what we're doing, we're trying to work through that. And we've just secured a grant, I think, to do our first pilot of some of that mobile broadband that students could check out of libraries and take home and, and be able to have that kind of access. So I'm real excited about that. Our teacher training, we invested $200,000 in training our teachers. We, we made sure we did it right. And we've seen a, a massive increase in the teachers' productivity. 60% of all of our teachers are putting all of their assignments online so students can now access those that have those Chromebooks. The teachers have been surveyed and said they feel much more comfortable with technology because of the training that we did. So that's been a real silent uh, win because I think the, the initiative would not be successful without what we've done with those teachers. We're working with all the three school systems, and that's been great. Um, they're part of our board. The, the uh, superintendents are all three ex officio board members, and uh, a lot of their staff serve on our committees for researching things. So we recently identified uh, three character education programs that have been vetted by the state, by national organizations, and all three school systems feel pretty good about them. So we're going to pilot those this semester and all three school systems and we're going to try all three of those so we can get feedback and see which one really works where it may be that some work better in other places but that's been a long and busy road of identifying those character ed programs because they put a lot of work into it and we have teachers we have counselors we have assistant superintendents uh we have uh guy Garino's heading up our committee with he's the uh uh fundraising guy from the hospital i don't know his role so sorry for that on his official title <laughs> I mean, he's fundraising this guy, guy is pretty much <laughs> yeah. correct yeah you're right so um, they've put a lot of time into that going through the priorities you know we've got a business investment enough that year one the commissioners guaranteed to match two to one on the dollars up to 1.3 million dollars so they're not just giving us money we have to go out and get businesses support so last year, we've got almost all of their $1.3 million based on the donations from the businesses. So I felt real good about that. This year, it's a one-to-one -one match, so it'll be a little bit more of a challenge, but we're working on that now. So uh, they're committed to investing in education, but they're wanting the outside businesses to also invest in education. So it's truly collaborative. It's not like they're just throwing money at another problem. It's business-driven, it's government-driven, and we're using the education folks to invest those dollars wisely. So um, that's been a, a big success. Something else we're working with uh, is the career academy model at the college. Mm -hmm. We've worked through uh, trying to come up with some new ways to support them and market what they're doing. You know, we already have the furniture academy and the manufacturing academy. Uh, we're working with Key Sipe at the college now to try to develop the construction academy. And that's based on the demands and needs of business and industry with, within our area asking for that. So uh, that's something I'm kind of excited about getting off the ground soon. And, of course, I know you guys probably heard about the big announcement from Lenoran University. Dr. Fred Witt, he's part of K64 and on our board. And I have been working with him and really honestly hounding him for the last several months to 
let's come up with something really big that has an impact. So, you know, them coming up with the plan to offer us uh, the opportunity for our students in Catawba County to have a minimum 50% discount on tuition at LR, that's huge. I mean, that's going to really help us retain our students. It's going to help us in the ways of aligning programs that we currently have into Lenore-Rhine programs and giving students the opportunity to start with Career and College Promise at the high school level, take those college courses before they graduate through the community college, transition into programs at the local university here in Hickory, and potentially graduate, stay here, and have a career right in Catawba County. So I've been real excited about all those things. It's very cool. I can speak um, personally to it. First of all, I'm a Catawba County school system graduate, so I'm excited to see that, you know, obviously and LR, they're so go ahead and say LR it. too, but you'll <laughs> find out more about that later. I mean, because we always talk about it. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a big deal to me. I mean, from someone coming from, I felt like I got a great education there, but times have changed. And, um, you know, to be able to have to keep up with all that and staying on top of it. I'm glad there's an initiative that's really working towards that. Um, but currently I have a, I have two children and both of them are in the Hickory public school system. And one of them just started middle school and last week received her Chromebook with much anticipation. She has been waiting for that. And since they told them first day, she was so excited. So went to the orientation, filled out my paperwork, learned a little bit more about it there. And, um, it's been great. You know, I mean, she comes home and she gets on this Chromebook and checks her grades, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, it's, I know that's not K64 necessarily doing that, but the fact that she gets on there ownership of her education and she's seeing everything, she's able to use technology to keep up with what her teachers are saying, what they're doing. Um, you know, I can see it, she can see it and it's her access. She loves that she has her own login stuff. And it's just these, again, like you were saying, keeping up with this digital world, you know, you, know, you got to do it and you're doing it properly. One thing I didn't mention that is a big part of that is personalized learning. Absolutely. That's a big deal. And being able to allow those students that may be a little behind to have some customized learning mm-hmm. through those Chromebooks to catch up and also being able to allow those students that are way ahead to move on, to not have to wait yep. for whole group instruction to be the same thing. It's made a huge difference already with, with our uh, discipline. And we've had uh, teachers tell us that they've got students turning in homework that never turned in homework before, and they thought the student was just lazy or not doing it, but they found out they just didn't have a way to do it. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, some folks tell us that some of the elementary students are taking their Chromebooks home in the sixth grade and teaching their uh, and I say elementary because some schools sixth grade, sixth grade is in elementary, yep. but um, they're teaching their parents English mm-hmm. on these devices. So uh, there's a lot of different things that are coming up that are positives that we didn't really think about when we first yeah. started. Or even the overlap, like you talked about character development. Well, keeping up with this device, it's easier as an outsider, you know, to sit there and say, "Oh, it's just a toy for the kids." They're not, right. you know. And I saw that study where you talked about. You know, the the surveys and the increase in homework being completed, the ability for the teachers to assign uh, the use of that. And, you know, it's not like you went through the end of the year and 40% of the computers were lost, broken, or missing. No. They were basically almost to a T, all turned in, all fine, and being used this year. So it's that it also blends into that character development, that ownership, and, and you know, ownership of their education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Students value this. I've heard... I know it's in the single digits, probably less than five that have had issues with breaking it, and it's not been intentional. It's Mm -hmm. just been an accident. So uh, that tells me that they're really proud of these devices and they're taking care of them. We also have cases that we got for those. In the first round of those cases, to show the kind of collaboration and support we have, all the municipalities in Catawba County chipped in and bought those cases for the school's around their area Mm. so you know you had hickory and claremont and maiden and newton everyone was at the table buying the cases and chipping in so it's truly a a collaborative partnership that's very cool so what can we do and what what can people do to help out you know maybe if we're not involved in the school system you know moose doesn't have children but what can moose do to support k64 and anybody out there listening 
You can all give me some money before I leave. <laughs> well, again, next in line, what can, what can yeah. we do there? Now just uh, basically, as I said before, this is an economic development initiative, and we need you to talk about it. We need people to want to come to Catawba County for the educational opportunities that we have to offer. We actually had one business that we've worked with that came here from California, and we were up against some big cities and big competition. And this was just before we started K64, which really got us to thinking education is an economic development tool because we didn't know how we were going to compete with these larger cities and talking this company into coming here. So what we did was we got a bunch of high school students to come to the meeting and let them talk about Catawba County and their educational experience here. When we were finished, the owner of the company said, I don't even believe that you can build me a workforce. I want my own children to sound like this when they graduate. Mm. That's awesome. we're coming here. So that's what we're looking for. We have almost 5,000 jobs unfilled right now. And we honestly just, we're an unemployment rate, I think Lindsay told me yesterday from the chamber, we're around 3.7. We just don't have enough people here to even fill the jobs that we have open now, let alone what we're going to grow into. Mm -hmm. So we need people to come to our area. We need them to see that it's a huge opportunity great educational benefits, and a great place to raise a family. So if you're going to do anything for K64, it's just tell folks what we're about and, and what they have to gain by becoming a part of what we do here in Catawba County. And tell them to come listen to this podcast, right? Exactly. There you go. Well, hopefully we'll all spread the word, but we uh, we really appreciate having you here and learning more about this. We've Like, like Michael said, we have heard from several of our guests uh, the term K64. And so to... To get you here, we're, we're really appreciative, and thank you for taking your time to tell us all about it. I appreciate you having me. And it is a big thing to explain, and it's a different message for different groups. Sure, sure. So it's hard to get it all in a nutshell, but I hope I covered it enough today. Absolutely, no, and I think it did you know, clear up. You know, we, we all had a little, I think, nuggets here and there of information that we all knew about, but, I mean, I personally feel like this, this was definitely helpful. And, uh Again, we thank you for being here. Hope you'll stick around because we do have the food review coming up shortly. Excellent. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Hey, Moose. Hey, Mary Margaret. Got anything happening around town yeah, you want to tell us about? Events. You know, I've just kind of back to Mark a little. I just, I'm super excited to see what it's going to look like in five or five to ten years when this ripple effect really takes off, you know, with, you know, even with, you know, just w- with one facet of it, with the Chromebooks, you know, the Chromebooks go to the kids, the kids bring the, the computers home to their folks. Their folks might not even have a computer, so it might be their opportunity to, to get on that computer and to find out about these jobs that are opening. I mean, there, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more um, things that happen that are good unintentional happenings, I, I would think, that would, that would happen with that. So, um, well, here, here's my spiel for the podcast, We're the events portion of it. Uh, speaking about getting involved, uh, the Hickory City Council, your next meetings are October 2nd and October 16th. At City Hall. Um, what time does that? What time does that start? I believe it's seven. Mm-hmm. It's seven o'clock. Um, uh, speaking of letting your voice be heard, early voting for the midterm elections start October seventeenth uh, and ends uh, Saturday, November third. The Saturday before the Tuesday, November sixth elections. So uh, when are? Wait a minute. When are we going to have our um, your over under episode? When am I handicapping the yes. candidates? Uh, real soon. Okay. Real soon. I got to do a little 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 digging, but all right. I make some good picks. Let me tell you more, guys. He handicaps all the candidates, yeah. unbeknownst to us. He did it on the first. first I did. I did it on the fly the you first did. time. Yeah, and gives the over under and stuff. You did pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Right. Uh, I always uh, speak about the live music in our area. The sale under the sales series. The next two Fridays in downtown Hickory, um, the twenty first, Howard Levy and Chris Siebel, and the twenty eighth, Lori Lewis and the Right Hands. All those shows are under the sales downtown, and they start at six thirty. Uh, a couple of events that are going on the convention center. Uh, McNally, you need to sign up for this. The Powell Classic, September 29th. 
the bodybuilding competition. I think you, I think you got a shot this year. I've been building this for 41 years now, so it's about time I share it with everyone. Our restaurant reviews help you build it even more. Exactly. Can't wait. Can't wait. Also, uh, if you want to put on your leotard and go to the Hickory Comic Con, uh, it's happening on September the 22nd. It's this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you can see all the comic book characters that come out in, in uh, a bunch of uh, all the things that have, have to do with comic books. Yes, anything. Not even comic books. It's like it's nowadays. Everything. It's, it's everything. Like anything. I mean, there's such a big deal. Right. A um, lot, lot, lot of good characters uh, at that conference i'm sure uh, he's acting like he doesn't know, I know I, right? i'm about acting like event. i don't like know don't what that is yeah. <laughs> like well when is this last year so i need to right. switch it up right. a little sure. and so of course, I, I can get a cape and goes to k64 guy yeah, absolutely. Yeah. i think i think i think it's more the lex luther i think that's what yeah. you mean. that's right well, you the, find a superman side when i um go out to talk to the elementary schools and the, and the young kids they immediately call me grew so that's that's my nice <laughs> I mean, have anybody, has anybody mentioned how much you all look alike in here? Well, I was going to say that he changed this A year in, and this is the best haircut guest that we've had I'm the whole definitely, time. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely taking a picture after this. It's posting. <laughs> and I'm in third. It. I'm in third right now. Well, let's first of all, let's not get carried away with what you're claiming to be <laughs> holding on to for third. So we just choose to own it, and you haven't yet. I haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Facial I, hair I doesn't count in this one. Yeah, yeah, accepted Thanks. Thanks. Uh, LR Fall Sports are in full swing right now. The Go Bears. Go Bears. Um, all, all the schedules are available at uh, LRBears.com. Go check out and support your hometown athletics. Um, so, uh, salt block happenings, uh, Catawba Science Center. Um, quote unquote, making sense. It's the art and passion of fragrance. You can go and take your kids and learn how they make fragrances. Like sense. Like- sense. Like making sense. S C E N T S. Sense. Get it? Yeah. Got, Got it. it. Okay. Uh, and that's happening at the Catawba Science Center. September 28th through January of next year, so you got some time. Also going on at the Catawba Science Center, aquaponic greenhouses and the raised bed garden exhibits. Um, it's at the salt block between the West Wing building or the West Building and the Planetarium, and it's the uh, this exhibit is teaching the community and introducing the community to sustaining far, uh, farming opportunities such as you know how to make use of small areas to build gardens aquaponics things like that uh, also at the salt block the hickory museum of art uh going on right now is the blow up exhibits huge inflatable contemporary art exhibit uh you can so go, cool yeah you can go check I checked that out. that out too it was pretty cool it right is on. awesome they got the band there the, well they got the, yeah, they the car really? yeah mm-hmm. awesome it's so amazing. Um, yeah, Mary Margaret mentioned it at the top of our podcast, but uh, I'd be remiss without mentioning it in the event section. The Foot Candle Film Festival is September 28th through the 30th at uh, Adrenal Auditorium. Have the salt block. Get your tickets now at footcandlefilmfestival.com. Um, and we always talk about this on the podcast. Wrestling. Wait. Excuse me? Wrestling. Not wrestling. Oh. How to Scare Moose. Yes. Mm. Lake Hickory Haunt starts Tis back this season. Saturday. This Saturday this already? Saturday already. For those wanting to get an early scare, it's this Saturday. They have uh, uh, they're open just about every weekend now through uh, the first weekend in November. You can find the operating schedule and buy tickets at LakeHickoryHunts.com. Um, coming up uh, the first weekend in October, the Foothills Foot Al- I'm sorry, I can't speak. The Foothills Folk Art Festival in Newton. Uh, local regional folk artists that includes potters, woodworking folks, metalworking folks, painters, quilters, or something for everyone. Live, live music, food, beers. All the deal, 10, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., downtown Newton. Go check it out. So what you're saying is, is there's a few things to do around here. I, I mean, can't, there's things to do in Hickory. I don't want to hear people saying areas. they're bored. Never. Not once. Absolutely. Well, boys, we had lunch today. Again. Every day. Well, yeah. Not always together, though. Well, that's true. Super special when we get to eat together. Um, so now it's time for our restaurant review. We visited... One of my personal favorites, regulars, but um, I, I will be honest in my review. We did visit Hong Kong Cafe. Hong Kong Cafe, located in downtown Hickory, right there on the corner of that street and that street. You know? of, of downtown Hickory. <laughs> you know, right there in downtown. Um, street Circle and Drive, right? Right. right. All right. So, if you're not familiar with downtown Hickory, uh, it, it 
Hong Kong Cafe has been there for a very long time. It's been serving up some very nice Asian cuisine. Um, and I mean, it, it actually says fast food Chinese on the door, right. like to go. Yeah. You can go in there, and it's it's they no shame in their game. So. Um, like I said, I've been going there for a very long time. They've been over 29 years is what they told us today. 29 years. Yeah. And um, old Pam in there, if you go in there and, and meet Pam, she's always there to check you out. Has a nice loyal staff. Got some family in the back doing the cooking, and they're super friendly. Um, when you go, go to the counter, place your order, and then you can go find a seat, and someone will bring it out to you, or you can get it to go at the counter sit down at one of their shorter tables in the uh, very front and they will call you up whenever it's ready. So I find it very affordable uh, and very quick. They're very fast turnaround, but it's also very dependable. I know what I'm going to get when I get it. It tastes the same. It's a standard. It's good and standard. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I've been there a lot. Moose has been there a lot. Quite a few times. Yeah. Yep. Vegetarian egg rolls are my favorite. You save your... Review for when mm-hmm. it's time. <laughs> How dare you? You wait your turn. <laughs> hey, Mark, have you ever been to Hong Kong Cafe? I have not. You have not. And McNally... I've only been there one more time than you. ...has now been there one time as of today. First timer, rookie status, following our lead today. Um, so that means we're going to start with you, McNally. Okay. What did you think of your experience and your food? Um... The experience was, I guess it really falls in line with that, you know, stereotypical when you walk into um, any strip mall, Asian, Chinese sort of uh, inspired menu options where you have the menu above the ordering station with pictures of the meals. So it definitely harkens me back to those times growing up where those restaurants were just strip you know growing up in raleigh or wherever it was you could find them all the time Mm -hmm. um it was very quick it was very well priced Mm -hmm. i got the sesame chicken because you know if i'm going somewhere for the first time i'm gonna go with an old standby so i can have my little little safer i can have my judgment and kind of put it on the the scale it was good it was very sweet or Mm -hmm. sweeter than i was used to small chicken bites a good enough size portion and I got the egg roll and it came with rice like I said they were quick so you could definitely get in and out with you know whether it's a business with family even some crazy kids that might not want to sit long so I can definitely see how that would be a bonus Um, I did get jealous of seeing some of the other orders that looked very good as well Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm judging this I would give it probably overall experience overall experience I'd probably give it a 6.8 out of 10. Okay. 6.8. That's yeah. kind of an odd number. Well, it is a very odd number. I'm just trying to be a strange like moose, but still keep it on a 10-point <laughs> scale like a normal scale. human gotcha. being. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's one of those things. I've driven by it a hundred times. Yeah. I never knew there was activity there. I saw a Hong Kong cafe and just said, oh, that song must be there from 20 years ago. And they just right. never took it off because nobody else has ever been in that building. So... It was definitely, I am glad that I've been in there now. Mm-hmm. I would not be opposed to going back. It's it's a very nice option, I think, for um, downtown events. I think you'd be very surprised. You can, if you're down there, most people go and hit up some of the regulars that are on the square downtown. And I believe, often forget about Hong Kong Cafe, but you can get in and out of there pretty quick. So the turnover is nice. They do get a good crowd, a steady crowd. They've got a lot of regulars. So Obviously, I definitely as, as noticed when as, you walk I mean, up there us. and they said, "Oh, you want the so and so and such and such," <laughs> and I'm like, "So yes. I think you you yeah. are one of those regulars." Yeah, it's you know, I mean, when you've been going there a long time and seeing the same people every time, you can go months without having gone there, and they kind of go, "Oh, I seem to remember you having this," and it's nice. Um, but like I said, we we have been there a couple of times with my kids and stuff when we've been downtown for functions where it's super crowded downtown there's a big long wait at other places and then we were like oh wait a minute hong kong cafe you go over there it might be pretty full but the turnover is nice because they're bringing out food so fast so it's just a nice option to have down there moose what do you think today 
Uh, well, I had the lunch special today. They the offerings were um, there was a few different offerings for the specials, all five ninety five, which I thought was more than reasonable. Uh, I had the spicy chicken and shrimp side of fried rice, side of vegetarian egg roll, and I'll tell you all about it. I think it was great. Um, and that was vi- all included for that five. Yeah, all, all too, included for five dollars and ninety five cents. Right, so super affordable, big portion for lunch. Um, they do have vegetarian options, which I do like, um, and the. The, the shrimp and chicken, well, obviously, weren't bountiful, obviously, because it was five ninety five, which I it was expecting. However, what I wasn't expecting was how hot that mustard was today at lunch, <laughs> and just just lit me up. It so, had loosened tears. That was, yeah, that was it was the quietest he had it been. Was. And I'm still wow. quiet. I'm still quiet today because my mouth is on fire still. At least he stopped. Sweating. It's the horse. Yeah, it's the horseradish. It was like the horseradish and the mustard that they got me. It wasn't like chilies or anything. It was like it was. He Very was, pungent to say. He was in tears. Yeah. I mean, legit tears. And well, my, the issue was I took a quiet. huge bite of it to begin with on on, on the first bite of the egg roll. Fine, I didn't think it was that bad. Evidently, it's the back end heat. So I went ahead and ate another one before the back end heat came, and then both of them hit me at the same time, and I was about doubled over. It 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 sent me for a loop. And for those keeping score at home, that's two times. That's the second time you've done that. Yeah, one of our reviews. Good for you. I also had that experience happen to me with um, some other spices. The chili paste. Yeah, the chili paste. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought chili paste would be hot? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 For a big old spoonful. Right. Sure. Um, overall, uh, the restaurant it, it's it's good. It's Hickory Staple decor. Of course, is it's a little lacking. I mean, let's be honest. It's dated. it looks like yeah, it's dated. It's um, there, there's there needs to be some upgrades. But you know, if you're selling five ninety five lunches, I don't know much imagine that you know upgrades is on their to do list so um i give it a five and a half out of seven is what i would give it nice five and a half out of seven okay well i um did have one disappointment today because i had to explain i went up to order my normal which is chicken and bean sprouts okay it is a huge amount of bean sprouts a little bit of chicken which Mm -hmm. is what i like best i love bean sprouts so uh, Pam orders bean sprouts, apparently, um, as her regular vegetables are delivered and stuff. She inspects all the vegetables whenever they come in, and bean sprouts go bad pretty quickly. And if they are not used and ordered at the proper time, then she dismisses them. So I got there today. It's happened before, but I appreciate her honesty whenever I say, I'll take the chicken and bean sprouts, and she says, bean sprouts are no good. So... She throws them out. She gets sends them back. Causes a, a fuss, which I kind of like. So um, I have to change up my order after that. I went with Mongolian beef today. Again, a little bit more of a kind of a standard order. Uh, pretty safe, but I always think it's good because every dish that I've ever had at Hong Kong Cafe, as long as I can remember, that has any sort of vegetable in it, throws in a lots of vegetables, um, which I like. I think that. Uh, some places you go and you just get the like the onions and the pepper strips or something. And this always has the broccoli, the water chestnuts, the mushrooms, the carrots, snap everything, peas. snap peas and stuff. And that's just their vegetable mix that they put with all their meals. And I love it. Um, I never get the rice and I never get the egg rolls. So I'm not, I can't be the judge on that. So I instead usually get the house veggie soup. Which is again a big old scoop full of those veggies that they use in their dishes, and then they have a, a house broth that they use, and then I add spice to it, which is a big old ketchup bottle full of spicy goodness that she just squirts in there if you ask her nicely. So that's what I had today. Soup is always fantastic. Mongolian beef was good. McNally took a few bites of mine, try it out. Um, again, vegetables are my favorite part of it, um, but the the sauce is good, and so it's an it's an easy eat, if you will. I give the overall experience a um, eight out of ten. I feel pretty confident that they're not going anywhere right now. They're they're staple enough that you know people can look past maybe decor or. Uh, you're not going there for that. You're not going there for no. that. You're not going not there. Going, not going there for the carpet. Yeah. Not going there too for, you know, silver service or anything. I mean, it's literally you order at the counter and go sit down. And, you know, they always have the newest focus. They always have the newest Hickory Living magazine. You sit there. It's comfortable to go and eat by yourself there. There's a TV on. I enjoy it. It's 
it's my version of like the Asian. It's a dive restaurant, right? Right. It's, it is. it's an Asian dive restaurant. It, is. it definitely is a dive. And yeah. I dig that. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, anyway, so we definitely encourage you to go check that out. Um, yeah, for those wondering at home, it's 100 Main Avenue Northwest, located in downtown Hickory. And if you want to give them a call for a takeout order, it's uh, 327-8444. If you're going to call and place a to-go order, go ahead and be on the road <laughs> to go right. pick it up. Be Because they up. are fast and ready. It will be there um, hot and fresh for you. So. Well, I haven't had lunch, and you guys and just about talked me into it. And now you know where you're it. going. Yeah. <laughs> talked me into it. Well, good. Well, we hope that because you were here, you're going to go, and we hope that everybody out there was listening listening will go and support hong kong cafe as well um it's just nice to have downtown restaurant options whether it's no matter what type of food it is it's always healthy to have food in a downtown environment so we are glad that they are here big show that was good what do you think another good one we did it we we did it anything else to share got had a big big lr win this past week lr did win go bears and uh coming up again soon as you mentioned but um their their first home game was supposed to be at six o'clock on Saturday and Florence came through and messed that up. So they actually bumped it up to a Thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon game. Pretty fun. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna admit right here, even though Mark's story is sitting in front of me, my kids were taken out of school early to go to the game. <laughs> Hey, it was after what eleven thirty? It's a full yeah. day. Yeah, they they were picked up right before two o'clock and came straight over oh. to the game. So it was. Hey, if your daughter great. had her Chromebook, she could work from the game. She absolutely did, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's that was just it was a fun thing, you know. It was one of those things that I was kind of picturing myself like, hopefully they'll just remember this one day. Like, wasn't that cool when you took us out of school for a football game because the hurricane was coming? I don't know. Remind <laughs> them of that when they're teenage girls and. Yeah, there's all the other wonderful things they don't love you for, and you're not cool anymore. What do you mean you can't stay out to midnight? Well, remember that? Remember that time I took out of school one time for that football game? What do y'all mean I'm not going to be cool anymore? I'm going to be, I'm I'm always a cool mom, not the regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I think they'll be the judge of that. I I know. Stop it. All right. Well, then I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, We have more stuff coming your way in a couple weeks. Stay tuned. But for now, please make sure that you check out the rest of the stuff over on the mesh.tv and you can find out more about us on that page. We've all got very clever host bios. If anybody's curious, if you want to know any more about us, I'm going to post a picture of all the lovely heads that are in this room right now and put it out on social media. So you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you have a question or a, um, a recommendation for a restaurant that you think we should go and check out and give our honest opinion on, please call us at 828-619-0048 where you can leave a voicemail or you can email us at info at themesh.tv. Until next time, say goodbye, boys. Bye, boys. Goodbye. Later, Hickory Nuts. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.